0: Get ready for Prophets and Ballers, where politics are a passion, sports are a living, and God is a given. Hey! Come on now, fellas! we got to answer the Hello Steeler Nation! Thank you for tuning in to Profits and Ballers. I am your Steeler Prophet Slags. We're here to break down uh, and do our post game uh, from Sunday Night Football loss to the Dolphins. Steelers dropping to two and five. Um, First off, thank you for listening, and please mash the like button, hit subscribe on all the platforms that we're available. YouTube, all the other, uh, podcast downloads, uh, anywhere, please hit the subscribe, uh, hit the likes. This helps us so much. We love bringing, uh, all you yinzers and Steeler nation, uh, all this content. Uh, so again, we thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. So, uh, to recap, uh, what happened, um, Sunday night. Okay. First of all, Um, let's go ahead and, and, and beat that dead horse. Okay. Matt Canada, right? We said that first of all, we'll get to our, uh, before we even get get into that, let's get to our predictions that we had. So we did say, take the Steelers plus seven and a half. Okay. We did say, take the over. (laughs) We, we didn't think that Canada was going to handcuff him that bad, although he did. And we did say sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Okay, So we did cash uh, with the Steelers at seven and a half. Um, Really should have had the money line as well. Had great opportunities uh, to cash in the end. Uh, It didn't work out that way. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but the over was looking good at halftime, 16-10, Dolphins led, and then, of course, no scoring in the second half. So let's get back to beating that dead horse, okay, Matt Canada. Now, the defense put the Steelers in a little bit of a hole early, looked like they were going to get run over. However, and this is going to lead into Matt Canada, so trust me on this, Tomlin, Austin, and Flores, Made the necessary adjustments after looking like they were going to get blown out of the water, especially in the first drive. Everything Miami was doing with the RPO was hitting deep down the middle of the field. <clears throat> Matt Canada, <clears throat> are you listening? Middle of the field. Steelers made adjustments and after the early setbacks settled in, held Miami out of the end zone. Now, with that being said, Matt Canada's offense, again, boring predictable the ineffective jet sweeps the short passes i mean there's just no imagination there's none and we're we're tired of seeing this but it looks like unfortunately we're going to be stuck with this at least for the entire season and it's probably because Tomlin A understands that they're not going to be able to change their entire scheme. It's impossible to do that since the season's already started, of course. But at the very least, what he needs to do is remove the play-calling duties from Canada. If he wants to be involved with the game planning as the OC, fine. But you know what? Tomlin, recognize the mistake. Let's recognize and acknowledge that Canada is in over his head. We're starting to hear chatter coming from the locker room about the players being unhappy with the offense. Chase Claypool was the first that spoke his mind about not being happy with the offense. And then in another interview, Mason Cole, the Steelers' center, spoke that he wasn't happy either when asked if the offense was developing an identity and Cole's short answer was, what do you think? Does it look like it? I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's the gist of what he was saying. So that's not exactly a ringing endorsement for your OC Tomlin. It's not like there is a precedent for somebody doing this in midseason. Okay, go back to 1998 with Bill Cower and offensive coordinator Ray Sherman. Cower stripped Sherman of the play calling duties in '98 uh, when he was unhappy with the direction of the offense, the ineffectiveness of the offense. This was one year after Cordell Stewart uh, had taken over as the starter quarterback. Cordell had a phenomenal '97 season. They made it to the AFC Championship. Um, they lost Chan Gailey. They brought in Ray Sherman as the new OC from Minnesota. Um, and the offense went into a tailspin. Okay. Cordell was a lot to blame for that. Not trying to make excuses. All I'm trying to point out is there's precedent for it. Cower stripped Sherman of the play calling duties and Cower, a defensive coach actually took over calling the plays towards the end of that 98 season. And then of course they moved on, um, with a new coordinator after that season. Um, I believe that's when Mike Malarkey took over, uh, as the OC, uh, the following year in 99. Um, so Tomlin really needs to do that. These route concepts for the wide receivers are a little discouraging. Number one, we don't see anything across the middle of the field. Rarely. Okay. Pickett threw an absolute dime to Friarmuth on that fourth and six on their final drive of the game. Uh one could argue the Friarmouth wasn't even open. Uh, Pickett just made a phenomenal throw, threw it into a window that barely existed to only to the place that only Friermuth could make the catch. And of course, he did move the sticks, kept the drive going. Uh, but other than that, you're not seeing anything with regards to routes down the middle of the field. Miami played with a one-high free safety all game, dared the Steelers to throw deep against them with that. Yet, Canada... Didn't call anything to try and combat that, probably because it doesn't exist in a playbook, because the guy is in over his head. Now, with the weapons you have, okay, and let's not let let's not fool ourselves. Deontay, Claypool, and we're seeing with George Pickens, who is a—I mean, this guy's a bona fide superstar already as a rookie. Uh, these guys are all— Talented wide receivers who have the ability to make stuff happen deep. Okay, nothing. Not trying anything. Not trying to drive that safety deep with maybe a, uh, Claypool in a slot running a post, and then having an outside guy running a seam route. Nothing. Nothing. This is this has led to a situation where Claypool said after the game, uh, when asked about the offense. And Claypool and I'm quoting it's a little harder to score when it's like a 10 to 15 play drive because everything has to go right if you're nickel and diming you get five yards of play which is fine for time of possession but sometimes we just want to go score now end quote that says it all right there it's difficult to score yeah, Canada, you're right. They, they, You were quoted as saying, yeah, it's hard to score in the NFL. You're damn right it's hard to score in the NFL. It's a hell of a lot harder to score when you're trying to do a 15-play drive. Everything has to go perfect. No penalties, no missed assignments, no missed throws, no missed holes by the running backs. There's not many teams that can consistently do that, and there's not many NFL defenses, mind you, that are going to allow themselves to be beat on a 15-play drive, Okay. It's the exception. It's not the norm. And the fact that George Pickens, who had a phenomenal first half, by the way, scored his first NFL touchdown, didn't get a target. Not one target until five minutes were left in the game. Finished with six catches for 61 yards. That's criminal. When I look at his routes that he ran on Sunday night, there wasn't a single route across the middle of the field. Everything was wide to the sidelines with the exception of the 30-yarder that he caught up the left sideline. Everything was a little out route to the sideline. He ran a couple little baby slants to the middle. That's it. On the penultimate drive, when the Steelers were down, And it looked like they were going to take the lead. They were driving, they were driving. They had a third and one. Unfortunately, they took a five yard penalty, illegal shift. Third and six. Then they get a holding penalty. Third and 16. Mind you, they're still in field goal range. Mind you, there's still time on the clock. Pickett throws the interception. Now, terrible throw. Okay, terrible throw. Two things about it, though. He's a rookie. Trying to make a play. I'm not going to absolve him of that because it was a terrible throw. However, understand what you're dealing with. Rookie trying to make a play. He knows they're down. Okay. It would have been okay to settle for a field goal. Trust your defense that had done the job since the first quarter to shut the Dolphins out. Get the ball back and try for either a game-winning touchdown or game-tying field goal. The routes, the route concept that was called on 3rd and 16, four hooks to the sticks. Four hooks to the sticks. Watch it on film. Pickett throws, tries to get it uh, uh, to the number two uh, on that side. And the Dolphins, who essentially lined up at the sticks with their DBs, that's the easiest play to pick off. Miami had one interception as a team coming into Sunday night's game. One. They picked Kenny Pickett off three times. Anybody could have intercepted that third and 16 throw. Anybody could. If you're playing at the sticks and the receiver is breaking down, they're breaking on the ball right now. There's no chance for Pickett to complete that. So, A, he shouldn't have thrown it, but B, he's a rookie. It is what it is. Now, final drive of the game. Again, Pickett trying to make a play. Throws it to the end zone. Picked off to end the game. Now, he said after the game that he thought Deontay was coming back to the ball. A miscommunication there. Number one, I'm probably inclined to believe that Pickett expected him to break back to the ball, and maybe Deontay read it a different way. Okay, I'm not going to place blame. The ball shouldn't have been thrown. Here's the thing, Kenny could have tucked that ball and ran for plenty of yards. Now I understand that he's got a clock in his head and he's thinking time's winding down. I got to make a play. However, when the linebacker turned to run with Najee Harris, When Kenny broke the pocket and Najee was releasing to go run uh, to get open as a dump-off, his back is to Pickett. Pickett could have tucked the ball and ran and probably picked up 15 yards at least. Probably could have got about to the 10-yard line before having to go out of bounds. And then from there, they probably would have had a couple, two or three plays possibly to go into the end zone. So again, learning situation for Kenny Pickett. But that's what he needs as a rookie. He needs to experience that. He needs to experience these lows right now. But the problem still comes down to Canada. Canada is handcuffing not only this offense, but Kenny Pickett's development as a quarterback. Because to be honest with you, Steeler Nation, I can't get an accurate assessment of how Kenny Pickett played other than those throws that he shouldn't have made. Other than that, it's hard to tell. He threw an absolute dime to to Friarmuth, like I mentioned. He threw a dime to Pickens, who made a phenomenal catch for a touchdown. He threw it to where only George could make the play, and George did, because George is that guy. But other than that, it's hard to gauge how Kenny Pickett's doing, because this offense is so dang bad. Okay, so here we are. Steelers 2-5. and And make no mistake, this season's lost, okay? But Pickett needs to be in there. However, if they don't want to stun his development, Tomlin needs to make a move at the OC position. If you're not going to fire Canada midstream, then you need to remove his play-calling duties. That's probably not going to help because looking at the offense, there's not much there with regards to game plans route concepts, things of that nature. But they do need to get somebody in there uh, different to start calling the games because uh, this is bad. It's beyond bad. Um, And starting to hear from other outlets out there, um, uh, opposing coaches, uh, opposing former players, that Matt Canada's offense is super predictable, super basic, does not require – a ton of talent defensively to stop the offense. And the proof's in the pudding. They can't score. They've got nine touchdowns this year in seven games. We mentioned it before. Everybody was pointing at seven. It's seven's fault. He's too old. Can't run the Matt Canada offense. Well, guess what? We're seeing worse results with regards to scoring and production than we did when seven was in there last year. And you want to know why? Because when seven... Every time when enough was enough and the Steelers got into a big hole and he went no huddle, he was doing it on his own. So, Steeler Nation, Yenzer Nation, listen. Don't get down too bad, especially on Pickett. Uh, Don't get down too bad on the actual players here, okay? They're playing uh, handicapped right now, and the handicap is their offensive coordinator. Uh, things will get a little bit better when T.J. Watt returns because he will bring that element to the defense that they're missing, which is the pass rush. Uh, But until then, we're we're, we're stuck with a bad year right now, okay? But chin up, up, Steeler Nation. Let's hope, let's band together that Tomlin does the right thing and jettisons Matt Canada uh, into orbit uh, to where one can only hope that he sets forth on a trajectory trajectory that takes him straight into the sun and he bursts into flames uh, because that's what this offense is, a dumpster fire of flames. Steeler Nation, thanks again for listening to the Sunday Night Football Recap. Thank you for listening to Profits and Ballers. I am your Steeler Prophet Again, please mash the like button. Please subscribe. We love bringing you this. Steeler Nation, until next week's pregame, We're out.